0: all right welcome to the rendezvous everybody today we've got a nice special episode for you talking about the election uh we're going to be looking at our uh hometown sheridan uh Then we're going to be looking mostly at Wyoming um, and our federal representatives as well, just bringing you some information, not on all the the issues, but um, the issues relating to the outdoors, uh, our land, natural resources, and stuff like that. We've also got a nice guest uh, here today. We got Aaron Gray. Aaron is the creator of Go Be Wyoming, a podcast about Wyoming, uh, Wyoming news. and um, Aaron, thanks for coming on
1: the show. Well, thanks, Zach. Thanks, Davis. Um, you guys have been doing this for a little longer than I, and so I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, for sure. Well, before we get going, we just want to give you a chance to talk about
0: GoBYO. You know, where can we, where can people find you? What's kind of the goal or mission behind GoBYO, and then maybe some ways to support as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, you said it well, Zach. Um, you know, we cover a lot of Wyoming news, local news. Um, and, you know, it's vision and mission kind of came from my work in oil and gas. Um, and I enjoy talking with ranchers, oil companies, um, and there was just no platform where it's like, I, there's no, no one has these stories, you know, these great stories of these third, fourth generation land, you know, ranchers, um, third, fourth generation business owners, um. And so the mission is to give those guys a platform. And then also, you know, we need to have kind of a unbiased, um, you know, reporting or reactions to local news and policy. And so um, that's its focus. And it's solely Wyoming. You know, we try and just keep it anything in Wyoming and anything related to Wyoming. Um, where you can find us, we've got a Facebook page, just Go GoBeWyoming, uh, just how it's spelled out. And then Instagram, GoBeWyO. Those are pretty easy to find, and um, you know, one thing since I just started it, and oil and gas is uh, in the crapper, and uh, until we know November fourth, you know, I could be looking for a job. So, um, if you guys enjoy listening to podcasts, you know, your guys's audience, and like kind of news, you know, more news-focused type stuff, looking for sponsors and donors, you know, just to help uh, help the show grow and. Um, you know, help another thing too is is highlight businesses. I think businesses are struggling, and uh, we've done a lot of interviews and things where we just highlight the business of no cost. Just we want people to know that people are still working and trying to run a business. Awesome. yeah, that's great.
0: Um, you know, obviously. Uh, if our listeners from Gobi, Wyoming are listening to this, they know that you and I are, are part of that. Um, our rendezvous listeners, I think we've talked about it a couple times. But yeah, this has been a, a really awesome project, something that is unique to Wyoming. Um, we are we've got a lot of great stuff, especially just talking with representatives. We have great access to them. So that's okay. perfect. Well, so we are going to jump into uh, the local kind of politics. Um, you know, our Sheridan listeners might be surprised they might not know about this. Um, There's really only one area so far on the ballot that is uh, related to the outdoors and kind of conservation and recreation, Um, and that is your Sheridan County Conservation District supervisors. Um, Just a little bit of background on that. Some of our listeners might not even know what the heck that is. Um, There are conservation districts all across Wyoming, Each one is governed by a five member board. Um, Members of the board are local residents um, elected by local citizens uh, to address local natural resource needs. So, um, you know, from their website is a little bit more information. They serve as advocates for the local conservation program. Um, They have monthly board meetings, regional and state meetings um and the supervisors are encouraged to participate in other local meetings and partner updates outreach events and stuff like that to just kind of get them in the community seeing what's out there um there are uh there's one person up for reelection um that is emerson scott and i can't remember if what his position on the board is if he's just a member if he's the chair um but he is seeking reelection um, and then there are two others running, uh, Bernie Bornong and Stephanie Masters. Um, so those are those are the candidates. There is a really good Sheridan Press article talking about the, these candidates, and they ask them some questions. Um, I think it's late September, early October. Uh, you guys should go check that out to see a little bit more about who they are. Um, but I don't know, Aaron, if you want to talk about kind of the projects that are in Sheridan right now, or that the city's facing. Um, that these, you know, this uh, committee or this, uh, uh, this board would be looking at?
1: Yeah, you know, I think the most prevalent one would be that north end of town. So much construction and work has gone into that. Um, And, you know, so the conservation district, those supervisors work with the city and the county in regards to, you know, um, that big project right now would be the walking path by the creek there. So it's all about, you know making sure the drainage is right and all that stuff so um it's a very important board and a very important election i think for the future right as sheridan continues to grow um you're gonna you need to know who's there in regards to what what are they going to do when when more growth happens um that's the biggest one you know this this board you know obviously connects to all the walking paths and stuff in sheridan so that that's kind of like a no brainer that was kind of their deal as well um i would say they work with the land trust the sheridan community land trust they do those red grade trails um they kind of work together i think that's they're you know they don't conflict with each other but they help each other out so um those are the kind of projects that they do and help with um so you know it's important to know who those people are right especially when we're coming into a budget deficit in the next coming years um in in those projects but i would say for sheridan county folk and sheridan sheridanites the big the big thing is that north end of town that's their that's probably their big project right now
0: for sure um davis do you have any thoughts on that or do you know anything about that too
2: uh not really i just know um like lately they were collaborating with the sheridan community land trust for those uh they added some more biking, mountain biking trails out by Hidden Bridge, and that's about yeah. all I know.
0: Sure. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that much about him either. I saw him on my ballot, and I was like, I gotta do some research on that. So, um, for sure. Well, Aaron, we're gonna kind of let you take uh, before we go on. I guess I should say um, that that's that kind of wraps up our local stuff. There really isn't anything else, you know. Um, there's on the ballot concerning local stuff are judges and and things like that so there aren't really any propositions or new taxes or anything like that concerning uh the outdoors other than the cap tax but again that really is just for tourists um so you could see there's some overlap maybe with this group and uh you know kind of continuing recreational and and conserve conservation kind of uh focuses in sheridan to keep tourism coming through so i you know, connecting dots, maybe.
1: (laughs) I'll step in before we change gears, you know, on what Davis said, you know, in our interview, Zach, from Go Be Wyoming with Mayor Roger Miller, he brought up kind of those two projects, you know, the North End, that Hidden Bridge Ranch, you know, working with the Community Land Trust, biking trails, Um, even though those, even though city positions and county positions don't necessarily, like have an, an immediate impact on conservation and land. This is why this conversation right here is important for people. Like you need to know what Mayor Roger Miller's plan is. You need to know what Rich Bridger's plan is. You need to know what the the City Council candidates and County Commissioners plans are, because those people work with the the community. this this board that we're talking about, the Sheridan County Conservation District. Um, if they're not on the same page, then they're obviously going to be, uh, conflicts. So I want to just to say that the Davis brought up a good point because that's, that's another subdivision that's coming in kind of on, that's kind of on the West end of town. Um, you know, very important in regards to development and, and the growth of Sheridan
0: for sure. Cool. Well, yeah, that's great. That's great stuff. And super, uh, good point too, about the, you know, the, uh, just the relationship that's needed in the city uh, government. So, well, we're going to move on to the state stuff. This is real. We're not going to look at representatives necessarily in this section, but we are going to just kind of talk about some big things that have happened um, at the state level. And, uh, you know, these are going to be the things coming up in legislative session. Um, Your representatives are going to be deciding on these things, and they're going to have a huge impact on natural resources um, and, uh, you know, landmen and and, and groups like that. So, Aaron, we're going to turn this over to you because this is kind of your specialty. Um, Let's let you run away with it.
1: Well, you know. I've, I've been in the industry for a short time, so I wouldn't say, uh, it, you know, an expert by any means, but, um, I think for your guys' show and your listeners, it's important to know what's going on in the en- energy industry, right? Cause, um, I think we're in an interesting time in the state of Wyoming in regards to, uh, what's next for the energy industry. Um, and I think conservationists, and really when I say conservationists, you know, um, in regards to our environmental friends, um, it's all about state land. You know, what what is state land and public land um, and and what we're doing with those lands and private land ownership. So it's very important that we know what, from a legislative standpoint, what the state is doing in regards to energy. So, um, you know, the biggest one that's been going on this year is the Occidental land purchase. So it was a couple thousand acres um, that was sold, and at the time, Governor Gordon was looking at maybe the state of Wyoming could could buy the land. Um, you know, uh, it it would have been very interesting uh, for a state to be purchasing private land. That had just been a fascinating concept, um, but sadly, the state—well, not sadly, but due to COVID and things like that—the governor decided not to uh, do due, due to you know budget, but. Um, that was a recent um, sell, you know. Orion Mine, they do rare earth mineral mining, um, and then there's some kind of investor groups. They bought it uh, for over 1.3 billion dollars. Um, it was a big purchase. So um, it's important to know, you know. Again, this is one of those things that you need to keep an eye on because if the state would have bought it, if there was surface land, you know, that becomes state land. So um, that would have been that would have been great. You know for you know hunting you know ag you know they could lease it things like that but um you know we'll keep an eye i think that's something for people to watch and see does orion mine you know start doing some mining operations down there uh kind of it's kind of central wyoming um and then kind of over the mountain from sheridan you know in that bighorn basin so we'll we'll see if they can go after those rare earth minerals yeah Um... Let's see, kind of, you know, in regards to that, I think I'm going to jump to this. In December, the BLM finally, um, they're going to move on some oil and gas leases. So that would be for anybody that doesn't know that, that would be uh, the federal government owns, the BLM owns the minerals. So they're going to put those up for auction in December. Um, again, this is important for, you know, conservationists because of the Split State Act you kind of need to know who's leasing those lands and if there's going to be activity there. So, um, but it will be good for the state if they can get some good sales, you know, that uh, state revenue there. But, yeah. uh, so got to keep, you know, got to keep your eyes on those types of things, right? Because if some big oil operator starts drilling on a lot of lands, you know, that's, that will affect, uh, you know, hunting and conservation type stuff. So, sure. Um, not in a negative way, but just you know, their their the activity has increased. Um, right. Let's see here. I think in regards to what I said at the beginning of this segment, you we have to be vigilant on what we're hearing and what the message is. Um, Zach, you and I talked about this um, with multiple people in the industry. Um, there are very many groups, environmental groups that claim to be conservationists um, that they are pushing legislation. They want more government overreach on orphan wells in the state. Um, and this is their 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 playing to the strings of people don't really know how the state does things. You know the article claimed I think Zach wasn't it like ten thousand orphan wells in Wyoming or something like that. yep. And we talked with President uh, Pete Obermuller from Petroleum Associates of Wyoming. Um, but that's incorrect. There, there's not that many wells. Anyways, just to, so you got the 10, they, they claim there's 10,000 wells that need to be plugged. That's wrong. There's only 2,000. And then the state of Wyoming this year will plug 900 by the end of the year. So, you know, um, you've got your Keep America Great hat on, you know fake news is coming to Wyoming. Um, and you, 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 you know, you guys are a conservation show, hunting show, outdoor show. This affects you because these groups are going to try and lie and, 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 you know, tell you they're all about conservation when really they have a secret agenda. So, um, you know, other than that, I would say the last thing guys is, um, carbon capture. It's something interesting to watch. I don't see, to be honest, I don't see carbon capture, Affecting conservation that much Because it it really only is involved When there's um, You know ongoing Activity so if there's already ongoing Activity you know there's not any more New increase of activity Um, So yeah that's you um, From the list you guys gave me that's kind of all the State news that could be applied to your uh, um, You know Conservation type stuff Um, You know for anyone listening that hasn't listened to our show, the Go Be Wyoming show, the interviews with uh partner at Pacer Energy, Lindsay Dossett, fantastic. Um, and actually I'll give her a shout out. She was the one that corrected her statement. Um, they're plugging 900 orphan wells this year. She had said half, you know, I'm like, I'll give you another hundred Lindsay. I mean, it's 2000 and then you said a thousand and we're going to plug, you know, it's like, whatever, you know, um, but so 900 uh, wells will be plugged there. So Lindsey Dawson at Pacer Energy, that interview, and then uh, the best, the best one that I think I've had with anybody in oil and gas was with with Pete Obermuller, um, with Petroleum Association of Wyoming, um, and and not just because I'm in the industry, but just for what you guys are doing talking about conservation. Um, I think there is a difference between, re- you know, res- responsible conservation versus being an environmentalist um and i you know so um yeah in regards to that guys i i I did look up your guys's uh the representative platform so i'm excited to see what you guys want to say about that kind of stuff but do you guys have any questions first off davis do you have any questions on anything i was talking about um not a whole
2: lot one thing i would add kind of that's A little, one thing we didn't really talk about, but companies like, uh, Ramico Carbon that are trying to find new ways to turn, to use coal, not to like burn it, but to turn it into carbon products. Um, a lot, uh, they've had a lot of trouble getting their permits in and approved and lawsuits against them and stuff like that. Um. It's it, not really anything outdoors, but it, it, I just think it's a cool thing that could boost Wyoming's economy um, if they ever do figure out a good way to turn coal into carbon products.
1: Absolutely, and you're spot on. No, it you know it doesn't directly affect the land, but I will say these groups that cause Ramco and and these other companies so much heartache are quote unquote conservationists or environmentalist groups and that's why i think what you guys are doing is great because it's it brings up the real issue of not really you know ramico they're just trying to build a building out there so they can test coal in a building it's like that that has nothing to do with conservation um so um no that was the great point because yeah you know innovation innovation will drive um any industry and especially you know the energy industry
0: yeah, for sure. That's, that's great stuff. Um, I would echo that too. That interview with Pete was, was awesome. Uh, it was super informative. Um, you could tell Pete is really passionate about the work too. Um, so definitely encourage people to go listen to that. You know, the carbon capture is like we've said, we, it's something to keep an eye on, something to keep coming back to and looking at to just see where it's going to go. Um, you know, there's the um, place out, uh, in Acme um, in Gillette, you know, Senator um, Barrasso and Enzi have kind of played a little bit in getting that one in Gillette going. Um, these are these are big things, you know, that kind of get overlooked or, you know, brought up and then dropped. Um, and so definitely hope to see some talk about these different things um, uh, in, in session this year. Um, one thing I wanted to add too that was kind of cool, when we were talking to Representative Kinner back in August about the Occidental Land Purchase, he said if the state of Wyoming had gone through and thought that, it would have been the largest uh, purchase by a government entity since the United States bought Alaska, I think, mm-hmm. um, which is it's kind of mind-boggling to think about. But um, that fact has just kind of stuck with me ever since uh, Since then. but cool well thanks aaron that was that was great uh great stuff and again if you guys are interested in that want to know more about that definitely check out GoBYO because we talk about it all the time um all right we're moving to the the federal stuff this is uh this is pretty interesting so we've got two races um we've got the house representatives race um you have liz cheney the incumbent Republican incumbent, um, running against Lynette Grable. Um, we're, we're going to talk about that one first, then we'll talk about the Senate race because that one gets a little bit more interesting too. Um, so Davis, what did you find about, uh, Liz Cheney? So, um,
2: she, most of the stuff she's done in, she's been in the house of representatives since 2017. Most of the stuff she's done is, you know, just go with the flow in the Republican Party. Um, One thing that is actually interesting that I've heard from people that know the House of Representatives more than I do is she, if if the Republicans flip the House, which I don't see happening, uh, she is pretty close in line to being the Speaker of the House just because she's female has the last name Cheney. I guess a lot of people like her. So that would be kind of big for Wyoming having the representative be speaker of the House, but I don't I don't see it happening. She doesn't she voted no against the uh um, Great American Outdoors Act. But again, like we talked on her last episode, that was mostly because she didn't think we have the funding for that. Like the money isn't there. We shouldn't be spending all that extra money that isn't coming in because all that money was coming in from oil and gas and energy production. So when that went downhill, the, the money just wasn't there,
0: but I don't know. Do you, did you have anything Zach? I'm looking through this thing. So Liz Cheney's website, she links, uh, her stance on, on natural resources and energy, um, to a bunch of different newsletters, but there was one here where she looked like she was calling out Senator Kamala Harris, but, um, you know, as we know, um, Kamala Harris is anti fracking, anti coal, you know, they can say all they want. No, we don't, you know, whatever, but there's video recording of you saying it, you know, for years. So, um, I, uh, I don't, I think that, you know, it's important to kind of echo the great American outdoors act. And we talked about it last week where, you know, this is a cool, this is a great thing to get, you know, national parks and stuff like that back on track and kind of, you know, bring them back into their, their former glory. Um, and, you know, if you were just looking at who voted and who didn't vote, you, like we said, there were more Democrats that voted for it than Republicans but I think the like we said the reason is well where's that money coming from you know this is going to be a multi-trillion dollar uh investment in our national national excuse me national parks and different things but that money is supposed to be coming from our you know coal and oil and natural gases which are in uh, you know they are not where they sh- were uh, a couple of years ago so I think that's important to keep in mind, um, you know, especially when we look at Lynette Grable. She's the Democrat running against Liz Cheney. Um, you know, you mentioned, obviously, Liz Cheney is the daughter of Dick Cheney. She has that kind of name recognition going for her. Um, and I think that's going to, I mean, that's obviously the reason to me that she won in the first place, right, Liz Cheney coming back to Wyoming. but. Um, Lynette Grable is a newcomer. Um it looks like she she this is her first election that she's run in. Um I I do have some stuff here about her. She is um a uh Native American woman, n- northern Arapaho and Hunkpapa Lakota. Um she's from the Wind River Reservation. Um she's been here in Wyoming, you know, her family. Of course they have their native ancestry to uh this land and um she has some stuff here about land i'm pretty sure where is it i thought i saw it i didn't find
2: much on her from the point of conservation and or anything like that i would point out she has uh crossed the aisles and worked with republicans um, she was saying she worked with governor gordon then uh governor from arizona just for um native american acts and stuff like that passed in congress yeah but she, she might be a wyoming democrat but looking into her i i would say if she was in most other states she'd probably be a republican
0: you know yeah. but. sure she's definitely going to be a more moderate uh democrat and it does look like most of her platform is centered around kind of native issues native american uh, issues she mentions missing and murdered indigenous women which is super important to be talked about and definitely needs to be brought up more i think um but yeah you know she's a newcomer um there's not really a lot on, of course, there's no real voting record, but, um, I, uh, it'd be interesting to see kind of how she, you know, if she comes back in a couple of years to run again, or if she runs for state, uh, representative would be, would be interesting. Aaron, did you find anything on, on either of those two, uh, Liz Cheney or Lynette Grable?
1: You know, I want to go back to, to Cheney. I think you guys brought up that, uh, the outdoors act, um, And it's always one of those coin flips with the National Republican Party, right? Sometimes they're conservative in the sense of her point was, we don't have the money for this act right now. It looks great. It would be awesome, but we just don't have the money. I like that. You know, she's being smart. Like, we don't have the money. On the flip side, you know, it's kind of like, well, that, you know, is a conservation. It's like, well, it would have been great, though. So it's like, you know, you're telling me the federal federal government doesn't have the money but you know we can get in that whole loop about you know where the money's going. but um, so I wanted to say that you know it's I like that she's level-headed in a in a time of pandemic, right. We don't have the money. We need to be careful where the money's going. I appreciate that um, and and Davis, I have heard also from other people that people have said if if for somehow the Republicans win the house, she could be the replacement speaker for Pelosi, which would, would be great for Wyoming. And I think um, she is very, she's very well spoken. And she 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 will come after the left, which I think the Republican Party wants as a speaker. So, anyways, it that would be a fascinating flip turn from Pelosi to Cheney. Um what I found on Gray Bowl, same thing, you know, this is our first time running, so it's kind of hard to say what you know, how would she vote on things and stuff like that? Um, I agree. I think she'd be a little more moderate depending on what state she was in. I just question one things that came out to me where she talked about Wyoming needs public transportation. And I'm like, sure, that sounds like a great idea. Um, But then she also said, you know, but we got to protect our ranchers and farmers. I'm like, well, then where are we putting the public transportation? You know, that's, not sure if you're thinking that through because you're going to need the land. So, it, you know, not attacking her by any means, but it's kind of like, you know, th- this is why maybe Liz may win because it's like she's been there. She's done that. She knows how to make decisions. Um, and, you know, she is Native American woman, and I don't want to say that she's attacked Trump in any ways, but on her website, you know, she that's her big thing. But she doesn't mention anything. You know, Trump has signed some executive acts to give more funding to help combat this trafficking of Native American women,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which the national media doesn't give any credit to, but which whatever. But her being in Wyoming and that's her platform, it's like, I, you know, I wish maybe you're being a little more if you are bipartisan, as you say. You know, the president has attempted to do things from an executive level to 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 help. Now she kind of attacks his administration saying he wants to disband the reservations and the tribes, which I I was trying to click the link and it wasn't going anywhere. So I'm like, OK, so I'll have to do some more digging on that. Um, so um, it's interesting. I think she's young. I think we need to see if she runs for like a state office. Um, and then one thing, Zach, just kind of plug our show She's from the Wind River. Has anyone asked her about that judge, that federal judge on the Wind River reservation tied to drugs? Yeah. Um, kind of curious on her stance on crime. That'd be a great question to ask her. But um, that's all I found, you know. But I think you guys are right. Cheney's kind of the, you know, got the name, you know. Yep.
0: Yeah, I agree. You know, so there's there's Republicans who don't really like Dick Cheney. There's Democrats who loathe yeah. Dick Cheney. <laughs> um, and I'm sure it's the same for Liz Cheney. But, you know, one thing, too, we've talked about, Aaron, is Liz Cheney's kind of brought this sort of... Um, she wants to look more at the transparency of, like, PACs and uh, different conservation groups, especially in Wyoming. Um, you know, she wants to know where is that money coming from, who are they... Who are they supporting? Um, so that's that's been a big thing too of hers recently. Um, and you and I have, have praised this. We said, yeah, let's see it. You know, um, we've talked about the Sierra Club. You know, they're they're here in Wyoming. They are um, they are active. We, you know, we need to see where this this money's coming from. Um, so perfect. All right. So we're gonna move on to the Senate race. So this one is, uh, I'm sure, the one at the forefront of everybody's mind. Um, As we all know, um, Senator uh, Enzi uh, is retiring. He's not seeking re-election this year. Um, And as a result, Cynthia Lummis, who was the former uh, representative for uh, Wyoming, is decided to run for Enzi's seat. Um, So I've I've gotten her website here. I'll just kind of summarize her her points on energy and ag um, i will say that she is i wouldn't say fiercely but she is definitely pro trump pro trump agenda um, she wants to you know, keep america great make america great again she's on the trump train um, so here here's her website um, she views wyoming as the energy state um you know she talks a lot about her past um in the the house of representatives Um, she says she's proud to be a dedicated champion of wyoming's mineral energy resources Um, her top priorities are uh, implementing recommendations of the president's nuclear fuel working group um, and senator john barrasso's american nuclear infrastructure act to revitalize domestic uranium mining we're going to get a little bit into uh rare earth mining uh, from President Trump here in a little bit. Um, She also wants to advance the research and promotion of carbon capture technologies and uh, coal-derived carbon products, and something we've talked about, enabling the export of Powder River Basin coal through Western ports, and ensuring fair, transparent, and timely permitting processes within a regulatory framework that is responsive to industry. so some of the stuff we've hit on, some of this stuff we're gonna kind of talk about a little bit more. Um, you know, in response to the Powder River River coal export through western states, I think we just covered this a little bit ago, Aaron. There's a is there a lawsuit or there was a decision um that our coal is going to be exported or has to be sent through the ports? Um, you know, in like Oregon and uh were we talking about that or
1: yeah, so so Wyoming, let's see, Wyoming, Montana they filed a lawsuit against Washington state uh, because Washington state uh, was denying um, those states to export coal uh, globally. Um, The decision was, I believe uh, the Supreme court said, I think what was funny is I think Washington just appealed saying they can't even do this. They can't even sue us. And I think the Supreme court's like, no, they can. You know, right. now I think we're just waiting on winner, you know, does that go to a federal court lower or is, is that, you know, so we'll kind of wait and see. Um, I It was a win for the state of Wyoming in regards to the Supreme Court saying, no, they can sue you. You know, that it, Washington has no right to deny us, you know, that export of coal. Right. Um, now it just comes down to, you know, I, the, the details now, but um yeah, that's, that was the development there. And and we're probably obviously not going to have any decision anytime soon, I would imagine. Right. Yeah. I think that decision
0: is definitely bound for the Supreme court. Um, so we'll, we will see, you know, on that, um, Davis, do you want to take the uh, agriculture section of, uh, Lummis's website? Do you have that pulled up?
2: Yeah. So, uh, Being from Wyoming and trying to run in this state, you kind of have to say you're pro-ag. Right. But um, she's saying a lot of stuff like with this COVID-19 pandemic, we need to take care of um, our agriculture. They shut down a lot of those meat processing plants. And so like the price of meat went up a whole lot. And so a lot of the stuff she's talking about is just trying to, you know, protect, um, agriculture.
0: Yeah.
2: I mean, it's
1: just,
2: it's nothing too specific. It's the normal, I'm from Wyoming, protect agriculture. But, um, as far as I can see, both ag, both, uh, people running Loomis and, um, her, other the other person running against her both say you know we need to protect ag
0: yeah yeah no you're definitely right you can't get elected if you are uh anti-ag if you're signing on to the green new deal to you know reduce cow farts or whatever so yeah um yeah yeah her website just has a lot of covid talk um which is good i mean covid is bringing up a lot of issues that we didn't realize you know are susceptible to to these different things so um yeah definitely protecting that um is is huge um aaron do you have anything to add on cynthia
1: well you know in regards to her stance on ag right um i i think you know she's on the trump train and the trump train is american made stuff yeah um now i wish she would come out and say like she should, she supports what Governor Gordon did to help help those meat processors in the state, you know, and the and the and the beef growers, you know, try and sell more beef and 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 get that going. So it's like I I want that's like there's an example in our state that you need to use like this this is what we're talking about. How do you protect agriculture in the U.S. You know we we did a solution in Wyoming so. Um, but you know, that's just a critique, I guess, on her messaging, you know, it's just, you know, um, and then in regards to energy, you know, she's saying all the nice, right stuff. Right. And all that stuff. I do want to point out if anyone comes after us and says, we're not the energy capital. We have one coal mine here that was producing 10% of the country's coal. That's a lot. Yeah. And they have to close down now that's due to, you know, I think just outside factors of coal in general, but, um, you know, she's not wrong. We, we have, we, we have a lot of natural resources. Um, and again, America made, you know, she's, um, I think she's going to ride that, you know, as Zach said, the Trump train all the way through. I mean, um, there's some truth to it. So, um uh, those were my two points from what you guys were bringing up there on, on Cynthia. For sure.
0: Yeah. So, Cynthia, uh the person running against Cynthia, her name is Marav Ben David. um I'm trying to find a little bit. Her website is very weird; uh it's not laid out oh very uh well. So, Marav, I kinda like the way your website is. Oh, you do? Opinion. Maybe it's because I'm splitting my screen right now between. Um, maybe that's why it's all weird. But yeah, I'll just read a little bit about her, and then Davis, if you want to take some of her points on a. Uh, ag and stuff like that yeah uh, so says she was raised on a small family farm um you know has a history you know being around horses and stuff like that she is uh sorry lost my spot um you know horse she's got background in you know family ranching stuff like that um she oh. Uh, I think she worked at the University of Wyoming for a little while. Yeah, so in 2000, she was uh, accepted a professorship. A lot of her work is on climate um, and, you know, just studying the effects of climate change, especially on wildlife, I think. Um, She has a lot of different uh, kind of accomplishments in that uh, arena. Um, She says that she's running, it's really heavy on the, on the, climate change um and the effects of climate change she wants to get ahead of this from her own research she's seen the effects of climate change um i think that it's i you know i'm interested to hear how her approach to this isn't going to shut down uh ag and energy um so we davis I'll, I'll turn it over to you then uh
2: yeah so Like you said, a big thing of hers is climate change. Um, Not necessarily like, let's go Green New Deal, get rid of cow farts, anything like that, but definitely um, keeping an eye on climate change, reducing carbon emissions. Um, And then she, a, a lot of democratic issues like gender equality, LGBT, Stuff like that, um one of her issues is indig- indigenous people and getting more funding for um the missing um Native American women in that that trafficking, which i again, I think yeah, probably need to fund that a little bit more um, putting public lands in public hands uh attacking Trump saying he's trying to expedite selling public lands and stuff like that, but they really aren't. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then again, pro agriculture pro, you know, you have to be if you're in this state. So yeah. She wants to diversify Wyoming's economy a little bit more because it showed in the, COVID-19 pandemic that um, without oil and gas Wyoming is a little screwed so
0: yep yeah for sure I think you know that's something that a lot of Republicans and Democrats are agreeing on is the diversification of Wyoming's economy you know how do we do that um, we have talked on GOBYYO quite a bit about different um, industries coming to Wyoming some tech companies even um, but yeah I think the you'll think this is a pretty interesting she uh mentions here uh resolving wildlife management conflicts um specifically talks about the sage grouse task force uh migration initiative um something we've talked about quite a bit um and uh yeah you know it's it is interesting she there's really no like set policy statement in her wildlife and ranching area it's just like this is who I am and this is what, you know, America or Wyoming stands for. And it's like, great, but how do you support that? Like, how do you support what Wyoming stands for? So, um, yeah.
1: She is, all I'm going to say is, is is compared to the other opponent, you know, Gray this this has the undertones of the very well-spoken like yeah i'm for ag it's like all right cool like everyone's good like i love buying beef from my guy out of kc Yep, we're all for ag yeah. what are you going to do to protect ag yeah. um you know uh, she's got some a couple things that i think are fascinating contradictions so at her top of her website she's talking about covid and and I agree. We need we need to look at di- diversification of the economy, right? I I think uh, it's okay to say you know I'm in the oil and gas industry. It's okay to say we kind of we kind of leaned on coal too much. I think that's okay to say that. You know, um, we need to start looking at under uh, at other industries. Now she she's saying that, and that sounds great, and that's like yeah yeah we need to diversify. But if you go down and go to her energy section it's pretty much, we're going to end fossil fuels. She doesn't come out and say it, but we're going to end fossil fuels. So it's like, so hold on, hold on. Is it diversification or are you, is there an agenda? Um, and then she's the typical, typical Democrat, free healthcare, free education and fossil fuels. Um, she has gun safety as a category. It's gun, it's, it's gun control if you read what she promises. So, um, and then, um, you know the uh, she brings up oh, I think it's let's see wildlife or something here uh, public lands you know I, everyone says that keep public lands in public hands um, what I don't like is she says that way it can be managed the best way which would be the federal government which I disagree I think states have the best practices um, that's just my opinion but she sneaks that in there right she's she's saying all the good stuff but she's sneaking in her. Um, where is it at? Oh here, wide open spaces or no, where the heck? Oh, wildlife ranching, here it is. Um She wants the EPA. She wants to grow that. Um just when just when I think the Trump administration is doing a good job of of, of uh I don't want to say breaking it apart, but di, di- divesting the task of the epa um so anyways so
0: yeah Uh, and under her wide open spaces here italicized she says i will work to restore regulations that were repealed by the current administration that should throw up a red flag to you um trump has done a lot to remove regulations make it easier for companies to uh you know cut through the red tape and get to work um talks about closing loopholes like the definition of waters which allows mining companies to designate lakes rivers streams and wetlands as waste treatment systems um, you know aaron we've talked about wyoming and and how our um our waste systems are are incredibly clean and by bi- incredibly environmentally conscious um, you know almost all of wyoming's kind of land and uh, regulations and restrictions around that are ahead of other states um, and even though we're ahead of those states we're not as bound up in the red tape um, so yeah I think definitely go check out her website again that's Merav Ben David um, M-E-R-A-V Ben David um, check out her website there's a lot of very interesting stuff okay The big one. The biggie. (laughs) The presidential election. Um, We've got uh, our friend Donald Trump and uh, (laughs) Joe Biden (laughs) running against each other. Um, First, I just want to ask you guys, did you watch the debate on uh, Thursday? Yeah. 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 I did not. I I was pleasantly surprised. Um, It was... Donald Trump was the most restrained I have ever seen him. Um, and uh, I, I think it actually ended up working to his advantage. I think it really, Joe Biden, letting Joe Biden just speak um, is all you need, this is all the ammunition you need against him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... We'll kind of talk about I've got his website here, but but the big thing concerning like Wyoming is uh, Trump's executive order. He just signed a couple of weeks ago um, about rare earth minerals. Um, Aaron, if you want to kind of just tell us a little bit about that.
1: I think plain and simple, fellas, China has been mining uranium and we have not. And there's there's two sides of that. There's a something called nuclear weapons that should scare a lot of people. And then second, power energy. Yeah. Um, I I think that's all I need to say. And it's like you know, um, I'm surprised it took him. Now, really, he he's been fighting a lot of stuff to try and get this through. But um, yeah, I mean, really, that's it. I mean, we we have to have. Our own uranium, and we have to have our own power source. Yep. and I I think it's spot on. Yep, definitely. And so like along with that, a lot of
2: Democrats say let's eh, let's find other energy resources. Let's get rid of fracking and coal and stuff like that. Nuclear power is that doesn't put out much carbon at all. So. Correct that could be a huge thing um in the future going back to nuclear power and so that is a good thing we should be doing is mining uranium yes there is quite a bit of it in wyoming
0: yeah for sure and you know we talked about recently uh, with liz cheney and her support for i think it was liz cheney or was it cynthia lummis um their support for uh john barrasso's kind of nuclear power initiative um you know It gets discredited and thrown out the window so easily, but it's definitely something that needs to be on the table. Republicans, I think, need to be pushing a little bit harder for this as well. Um, Davis, you've got some some good stuff here, you know, pulling out of the Paris Climate Accords. Um, You just kind of want to run through that stuff real quick.
2: Yeah, so uh, obviously Obama got us in the Paris Climate Accord, which... um isn't a terrible thing big picture wise, but it was going to cost the United States a lot of money. And then countries like China weren't really in it. And they're one of the top producers of emissions. So like if we're going to be spending all this money, China should also be part of it and spending money, you know, but so when Trump pulled out, we actually still led the world in reducing emissions. Yep. So, like, he saved us money, he still got us to reduce emissions, let that be through innovation and capitalism and not through regulation, which was nice. Um, So, yeah, obviously, if Biden gets elected, we'll probably go back into spending more money and being in the Paris Climate Accord. So, waste of money and it's not needed.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I think one thing that Donald Trump has done really well is point out the uh, the bias and the unfairness in these different agreements that we're in. You know, he talked about NATO and you know getting other countries to start kicking up you know how much they're paying into that. Um, the Paris Climate Accords. If China's not in there and they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, then there's no reason for us to be in there. You know, China wants to pretend to be this big powerful player, but you can't do that you know and then go run around and do whatever you want right so um i think holding china accountable is is huge in that um you know it's it's um yeah i the paris climate accords were not good for us um they were you know it's just destructive to the united states so
1: and what's what's funny guys to to key on this too um you guys i I need to be on this show more i think um innovation and capitalism what's also funny is you know he's so rash and i get it he's so rash in and how he does things but the european countries have also realized like yeah why why are we paying money into this thing when it's not doing anything you know china just gives us the middle finger anyways let's let's get into nuclear power let's let's you know divest our energy source and they're doing great. You know, there's a, I think it's either France or Germany. They've got a lot of nuclear power. Um, now they do some other things to oil and gas, but they at least went to nuclear. They're like, Hey, that's fine. So, um, you know, say what you want about the guy, but it's like, he, he shows the redundancies of like, this doesn't work. What, you know, like in UN he's, he's done some funny stuff in the UN. He's like, this is dumb in NATO. So, um, Yeah, I think, like I said, I need to be on the show more, you know, innovation and, uh, you know, capitalism.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, You know, kind of going off of that, too. I'm looking at Joe Biden's website here. Trump's is hard to. to, There's, I can't find his like just laid out policy. (laughs) Uh, Also, something weird. I'm trying to access it. And it won't work, but Biden's works just fine. So, anyway, maybe my Apple computer is uh, conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, Joe Biden. Uh, this is talking about, I think, clean energy. Um, yeah, so he has. He wants to uh, create one million new jobs in the American auto industry, um, which is great. But he doesn't say how he wants to move. Uh, let's see, he just wants to put America at the, uh, I don't know, in a position to win the kind of green uh, electric car race. I don't even know if there actually is one. I mean, the other thing is, Tesla and uh, Elon Musk have made gobs and gobs of money in the United States from uh, uh, what's it called? Um, Incentives, you know, tax incentives and stuff to make clean uh, electric cars. Then he talks about transit. Provide every American city with 100,000 or more residents with high-quality, zero-emissions public transportation options through flexible federal investments, blah, 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 blah. Like like we just talked about. How are you going to do that in Wyoming? I guess there's only... Are there any cities with 100,000 residents in Wyoming? (laughs) But, like, Billings is pretty close to 100,000, or they probably are there. So how are you going to get... You know, access into billings. Then I don't. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and uh, where where else does he talk about? Talks about wanting to be emission free by 2035. This came up a lot in the debate on Thursday, um, which ultimately led to Joe Biden saying, "Yeah, we're gonna end fracking and fossil fuels by 2035. Like that's it's gonna be done." Um, <laughs> i I don't know davis what do you what do you have to say i want to offer
2: uh so just a little asterisk on the end fracking he did specify only on public land so i guess if you if the government doesn't own the public land then actual landowners can still frack i guess under his plan but And then he's come out and said he's not for the Green New Deal the way AOC has put it out there but during the Democratic primaries, he was all for it. So, And that's going to cost a lot of money and there's better ways to end emissions through capitalism, innovation than with regulations. And so, again, with he's gonna add obama era regulations back to the clean waters act and stuff like that and it just gets in the way of business and can end up hurting the economy you know
0: right right Uh, um yeah biden's website is there's a lot there um but it's all a lot of rhetoric i think it's not a lot of uh i mean i guess it's policy but it's definitely rhetoric not very specific um it's exhausting (laughs) listening to those two guys go back and forth with each other um but uh yeah i i think that's all we've got we did we went very in depth uh with this and i think uh that's good you know especially looking at shoot we could do this for every every sort of part of the platform um but we uh i don't know just want to get your guys' final thoughts, uh, you know, about the state, the local, just what, what kind of stands out to you? What do you want people to take away?
2: I'll let Aaron go.
1: You know, I'll, I'll keep my um, comments to the state stuff and local stuff. You know, I, I think um, it's important for young people like us, us three um, I'll put myself in your guys' age group there. Um, you you know, it's important to have these conversations, to be looking into these things and, and, and talking about kind of looking at Biden's website, right. And saying like, Hey, that all sounds great. How are you going to implement it? You know, or, you know, Lynette Graybull and that Merv Ben David, you know, Hey, that you're saying all the right stuff. But like, show me or tell me what your plan is, and um, and I think I think you just need to be vigilant. We need to be vigilant in our state in regards to you know the rhetoric is is soothing in here, right? You know, um, just you're hearing it from people that have moved out of California and Colorado. We're already hearing it, like, hey, we need better education, we need better roads, we need better this, better that, better this, and it's like. Well, hold on a second you know i've i've lived here my whole life sheridan's perfectly fine you know why all of a sudden is it you know so but then they twist it you know and they're they're saying hey well i'm for ag though right i want it to be better and it's like okay well yeah everyone would want you know i mean what business owner is not going to sit there and say yeah, i want to make more money or if you're a, a cattle rancher yeah i'd love to sell more beef like that's dumb it's like come on like everybody would want to make more money yeah. um but so anyways, us young people, we just need to be vigilant right now. I think one thing that people will try and get is I'm just going to say this on this show. Young conservatives. Right. How they try and twist you is they try and get you with emotions and like, oh, well, you're, you know, uh, you're not Christian or you don't care about other people. It's like I do. But, you know, this is my opinion and this is my, you know, how I come about things. Um you know, I have my ownership. I have my own accountability. Um, and I think that's getting lost. Like, people think, like, you need to be looking out for somebody else. It's like, well, I'll, you know, if I can, I'll help somebody. But that's, you know, I I my accountability is with me first and what I do and how I go about myself. So I think that's, anyways, I think just young conservatives need to be vigilant. Um, and that does mean, Zach, you know, on our Go Be Wyoming, we've called out, quote, unquote, republicans or whatever however you want to do it you know they've done some stuff then i'm like well that's dumb you know what that's you know don't do that you know you're just playing to the party right yeah so anyways i think i think that's my message um and then um you guys have on here on the final thoughts too for state stuff go to your go to your uh you know the sheridan press go um go to your local, you know, uh, news source on candidates, um, and, and figure out where people stand, you know, uh, go listen to interviews and things like that. Don't be, um, don't be uneducated, you know, be, you know, you can, you can find everything you need to know about people. So that's my message there for, in, in regards to Wyoming and local, uh, issues. Definitely.
2: Yeah. And I, uh, same thing with me, uh, across the board in all these different um election races you have capitalism and you have regulation and like the big thing for our podcast like outdoors conservation stuff like that sure climate change throw that in there but you can do that without slowing down the economy and killing it with regulations you let let that be up to capitalism and, and innovation, creating stuff to fix the environment. Yep. You know. Yeah. Definitely. I just think that's a more effective way of dealing with problems than saying you have to do it this way.
0: Right. Yeah. I want to. I want to add on to that. I mean, think about it this way: if you have this, if you have the government telling you, here's how to fix it. It's in this box. Right. And you've got to do it this way. Well, why are you forcing people into this box when with capitalism and with innovation, people are going outside of that box? Right. Sure. The government can say, look, here's where we want to focus, but also encourage that stuff to happen outside that box. You're, you're, if you're closing that solution into here, this is the space that you have when you could have all of this space. So, yeah, I think. I think that's the simplest way you can put that. (laughs) Um, My final thoughts, I just want to, you know, we did this. We want people to be informed. Like you said, Aaron, be informed. You know, we're going to put this out on Tuesday. So you'll have one week to get informed. If you're not already, you'll have one week. go find your local whatever newspaper whatever I'm sure they're on Twitter Instagram, Facebook, YouTube go find them figure out who these people are what they stand for make the decision for yourself Um, if you're not registered to vote or you don't know where to vote you can go to www.vote.org. Okay, this is a nonpartisan, nonprofit group. They're not going to steal your information. They will show you where your nearest polling center is based on your district and all that stuff. They'll help you get set up to vote. Um, freedom isn't free, and we've got people fighting for our freedoms, and we also have to do this to keep our freedoms too. So this is this is the price of that. Um, well, we. Uh, just want to thank everybody for listening again. Again, we want to plug Go Be Wyoming too. Um, go go follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Um, we've got a website, Go Be Wyoming. Um, we uh talking all about all things about Wyoming. We got some fun topics too on there too. It's not all serious news. <laughs> so um,
1: but Aaron, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate it. Well, thank you guys. Uh thanks, Davis. Thanks, Zach. Um, I, I'm gonna plug right here for you, Zach. I don't know. Just come out and say it. You've got to keep America great hat on. We know who's <laughs> fighting for our freedoms here. Um, but um, yeah, no, this was fun. Um, I really enjoyed it, guys. I think what you guys are doing is is great. Like I said, I, you know, um, especially in the conservation space, um, there are so many groups out there that quote unquote actually care about conservation, but they have a secret agenda. Um, and so I just want to applaud you guys for getting your voice and getting out there and, um, you know, uh, as, as some would say, you know, fighting the fight, you know, fighting for the freedoms, but, um, yeah, check us out on Gopi, Wyoming. If you want to one, you know, crazy stories about, you know, Teton County, can't get rid of animal carcasses. Rollins has 800 tons of manure. You know, there's, we talk about funny stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Davis, thanks for, for putting this together. This was your
0: idea. I kind of ran with it today, but, uh, this was great. So,
1: alrighty. Well, we'll see you guys next time on the rendezvous.